Hello and welcome to the Scouting Report. I'm Chris Gallagher and I'm joined by Polish football expert Ryan Hubbard. Hello Ryan, how are you sir? Hi there, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for getting involved. Um, so, um, we're here to talk about Patrick Klamala. Firstly, is that how you say his name? Yeah, that's that's pretty much bang on. Yeah, well that's surprising for me to be honest. <laughs> um, so, obviously Celtic have been um, you know, going through the process of um, signing uh, Patrick up. Um, he's 21, he's a forward. From our point of view, it seems quite an exciting prospect. Um, can you tell us a little bit about him, just a sort of general overview? Yeah, so he's uh, been with Jagiela, you know, stock for a few years now. Uh, he's, he's signed for them after a brief spell in Legia Warsaw's academy. Um, didn't go too well to him, but I'm sure we'll get onto that a bit later. Um, right-footed mainly, but equally he's he's pretty good with his left as well. He's played for the uh, under-19s, under-20s and under-21s for the national team now. Uh, for the under-21s, he's scored a couple of goals as well too, which is, is, is looks promising. Uh, he's made about 17 appearances this season for Jagiellonia. Uh, he scored seven goals in that time. So, you know, he's um, you know starting to score a few goals now, uh, which is is something he's started to add to his game now. He he's played a couple of times for the uh, for the first team in previous seasons. hadn't looked too great to be perfectly honest, uh, but he started to come out of his shell. Started to make a few um, decent performances now, and obviously he's uh, being rewarded. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, so the club is at um, Jagalonia Bialystok. Uh, what sort of club are they in terms of um, you know expectation and pressure? Are they a big club in Poland? They are a sort of mid-sized club, you'd say, in the top flight. They've had a couple of good seasons, got into Europe a few times over the last few years, cup finals. They got to the cup final a few years ago, um, won the cup a few years before that. Uh, but they are sort of not not quite uh, at that stage where they're winning the league title. They're, they've challenged for it a couple of times. This season, they're mid-table, not had the greatest of seasons, but have lost a few players in the summer. Um, so sort of where they're expected to be, probably underperforming a little bit this season. But they've been top-flight mainstays for a little while now. They're, they're consistent. They're one of the sides who could, you might see in Europe in a few years. So would he be seen as a, a big loss to them? Um, a couple of years ago, you would have said no. Uh, obviously, he's still young at the time, but with Jagiellonia having lost a few players recently, he's sort of been promoted into the first team. He's become uh, quite an important part of the team. So, yes, he will be. But with the rumoured fee, you're talking €4 million Euros for, for the majority of Polish clubs. That's a massive amount. So if that can be invested you know, very well then it will be a good move for, for the club as well. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Um, so in terms of, obviously, we, we've seen a lot of the highlights in my colleague Alan Edgar. He's kind of, we've used a few sort of stats, websites and uh, Instat and stuff to look at him and his performance. Uh, we've done a few scouting reports. Um, when we put stuff out on sort of Twitter and social medias, you know, with like, these are his, you know, kind of uh, positives. Here's a few things he has to work on. A lot of people are questioning and asking about the quality of the Polish league, how what is the sort of standard of the Polish league? It's improving vastly over the last sort of decade that I've been watching it. Uh, it's improved improved dramatically. Um, it's still not one of the bigger leagues, um, but I would say you see the sort of standard of player and what they go on to. I'd say it's pretty 
similar, probably better than the majority of the Scottish Premier League. I'd, I'd say, obviously, Celtic and Rangers are obviously a class above in terms of size more than anything. Uh, compared probably to your Legia Warsaw, they're probably getting similar to that. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's quite, almost a light-for-light swap. Different sort of styles. Uh, I'd say the Polish League's a lot more technical. Uh, but a similar sort of level, I'd say. Um, so from that point of view, um, is it a market that a club like Celtic could get a lot of success from? Well, definitely. I, I think they have in the past. I think you'd look at some of the players they've signed. Obviously, the likes of Boric, uh, the likes of uh, Jurawski, the likes of Jekanovski, and you know, historically, it's been yeah. a good breeding ground for a lot of uh, Celtic players. Um, but it is definitely one that I think a lot more uh, leagues are looking towards. Uh, it's not as advertised as well advertised as you know your sort of French, your Spanish, your Italian leagues, uh, and, and you know you can pick up quite a few bargains in that league as well. Yeah, I think that's the, the. Obviously, we cover Celtic and Scottish football. We get quite frustrated at people being derogatory towards our league, people who don't necessarily watch it. And that's obviously how, you know, I, I don't know much about the Polish league, but I know that it's probably of a, a pretty high standard um, in terms of that sort of mid size sort of league. Um, with uh, Klamala, um, where would you rank him relative to sort of other Polish strikers in Poland just now? Um, obviously, you've said his kind of development's been quite recent, uh, and you know his club's sort of reliance on him's became quite recent. But in terms of other strikers, would they be in the, the sort of higher echelons, or would they just kind of be where his club is in terms of ranking? I'd say at the middle, he's probably in uh, close to the latter, sort of in the middle, and that's largely because his development is so fresh, it's so new. Um, last season, he he wasn't very good at all. Um, in all honesty uh, but this season he's come out of the blocks and I think helped by the fact his uh, side have lost a few players so he's been thrust into that limelight he's been he's had to do a job and he he's actually performed really well um, in the next few I, I did read something earlier that uh, Jurowski said something about he, he he has the potential to be the next Lewandowski um, I think the potential's there for that sort of thing uh, he's not quite at that level yet, so I, I don't think any Celtic fans should be uh, jumping for joy at this sign-in. He he has a lot of potential, he has a lot of work to do, and if he comes on as he has done in the past six months, then he, he has the potential to be a very, very good player indeed. Um, Cedric Garden, uh, obviously him not playing particularly well last season, is, is there any reason for that? Was it just the competition within the squad, or would you know why he, he wasn't particularly good last year? Klimala has had a lot of issues in his past. Um, oh no, here we uh, go. Largely, <laughs> largely to largely to do with his attitude. I right. think a lot of it has been. Um, he has in the past sort of perhaps come across as quite big-headed. Um, thinks he's better than he is. Uh, and but I don't want any Celtic fans listening to that to be worried about it. Uh, over the last six months, I think it's a, change, a complete change of attitude from himself. He had a loan spell a couple of years ago at a second-tier club called uh, Vigri Sobalki. Uh, he played there. He did quite all right, actually. I think his uh, goal, uh, goals-to-games ratio was, I think it was one in every two games almost. Um, and he sort of came back to Jagiellonia after that spell thinking he was ready for the extra cluster. He was ready to be the team's uh, star player. But at the time, he had a couple of players who were in great form for Jagiellonia. Uh, one of them you might know, uh, Killian Sheridan, who used to play for Celtic. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
Uh, and uh, those, you know, those players were in front of him, and he almost expected that after this loan spell, he was going to come jump straight in, and he just didn't. He failed to perform. I think a lot of it was trying to impress other people. He was trying to live up to something that perhaps other people were thinking of him. And one thing that he said uh, over the last couple of years was his coach at the time, Irenius Mamrot, who's unfortunately recently been sacked uh, from Jagiellonia. He's helped him out a lot. He's helped him to, you know, learn where he's going wrong, learn where he needs to improve. And one thing that uh, Klimala did say is that he's learned to actually listen to the coach rather than just hear the words that they were saying. And it's almost a change in attitude from Klamala. And I think that is one of the reasons why he's flourished in the last six months. He's had a complete change of attitude, a complete change of lifestyle, and it's it seems to be working really well for him. And if he keeps that up, then you know, the sky's the limit. Well, I mean, that sounds positive, learning from your mistakes and, and stuff and moving on from it. Um, how How is the, is the transfer being covered in Poland? How would how are the Polish press, are they seeing him moving forward as a positive thing for his career? Oh, I think so. Um, I've not been that close to it until the last couple of days. And then it's sort of almost came out of the blue a little bit. I think people are seeing it as a positive for him. We've seen a lot of players leave the Polish league in the last few weeks, though. Uh, this couple moved to America, and it's the thing with Polish players—they have a history of either having a player like Lewandowski going to Borussia Dortmund and it working absolutely great, but for every one of them, there's probably two or three who have moved to another league and have absolutely flopped and ended up coming back to the Polish league and sort of faded into obscurity. So there's a bit of cautiousness around it but you know a lot of Polish fans have a sort of likability with Celtic so I think they yeah. see it as a good club to go to obviously with the history with like I said before players like Boris, Szyrowski, Vodovczyk, Jekanowski I think it's it's a club that generally Polish people like and I think they're excited to see him go to that league because it is it's you know, but we won't beat around the bush. It's not the biggest league in the world, but it's it's a step forward almost to a big club like Celtic. It's it's moving into that atmosphere to go to Celtic Park in, in front of full stands. I think it's a good place for him to develop. It's a good place for him to step up. Yeah, and I think a lot of Polish people are excited to see that. Other kind of has there been obviously talk when he's he's obviously this season played playing pretty well. Has there been talk of him potentially being called up to the yeah, the main squad, the, the Polish main Not squad. as of yet, unfortunately. Um, there are a lot of decent strikers behind Lewandowski. You have the likes of uh, Krzysztof Piontek, who's at Milan, yeah. who's been rumoured to be moving to Tottenham. Uh, there's David Kovnatsky, who's in the uh, under-21s at the moment. He's, sort of, he's the next sort of one to progress through. You know, there is a lot of good strikers in that line. If some good performances for Celtic, though, if he can force his way into that first team and he can score a few goals, then I think in the next year there is a potential for him to make that step up into into the fringes of the of the national team. Um, when currently this season has has he been playing solely as like a you know lone striker or has he been playing as part of a two? Would that be something he I, could do moving forward? I think he's mostly been employed as as the lone striker. Uh, like I said, they've. Uh, Jagiellonia have lost a lot of attacking players. Uh, he's had to step into that role. So I think it's probably more to do with personnel uh, rather than that's his best position. But like I say, he's he's been performing. He's, so 
there is there is a need for Jagiellonia, or there was a need, obviously, before his uh, impending move to Celtic, but there was a need for more goals. But there is lots for him to you know work on. There's lots of, lots of places for him to go. It's good. Yeah, obviously, you, you mentioned there about Polish players, uh, there's, you know, hit and miss ratio in terms of, of moving abroad. Does the fact that there's quite a big Polish community in Glasgow, would you think that'll that'll be a hit positive for him? I think it will be. I think it will help him settle. Um, we, we've seen that with uh, a lot of Polish people, uh, a lot of Polish players in the past who have found it easier to settle in places where there are bigger Polish populations. I think it'll feel more like home in that sense. Uh, rather than going somewhere completely uh, where there is no Polish diaspora, um, I think it will help him settle in, and it will be a big boon for Celtic as well. Perhaps uh, they might get a few uh, more Polish fans because yeah. because they've got a new Polish player. Um, what, where do you, where would you see? Obviously, do you, are Celtic buying him on the basis of this season, do you think? Or do you think the scouting from that would be, would have been done before? Because if you're saying, obviously, he wasn't particularly good last season, it would be based on the current season's performances. I, I, mean, I would imagine so, definitely. I mean, if, if Celtic scouts are signing on the basis of last season, I think they need their heads wobbling a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like I said, he's, he's I think he's seven goals, he's... He's Jagiellonia's second top highest goal scorer this season with seven, so there is plenty to be excited about. Yeah. Um, finally, what do you think his kind of ceiling is um, in, in terms of how good he can be? Do you think he could really push on? Again, I think that is a difficult one because because he's, as I've said before, he's, he's had six good months. Uh, before that, you probably wouldn't have watched him and thought he was going to really go very far, but the, based on the last six months... And with his change of attitude, you know, he's been in the media talking about his change of attitude and how he's uh, decided to learn more rather than, you know, think he knows everything. Um, the sky is the limit for him. I think he he could very well be, as uh, Maciej Jurowski said, he could be challenging for the national team in the next couple of years. It's all about his attitude, though. If If he, if he goes back to how he was before, which... There have been no signs that he's going to, but if he does go back to that, then then he will be one of those players who does fade into obscurity. Yeah. But if he comes, if he does come out as he has done for the last six months, and the proof's in the pudding, he's he's come out with that new attitude and he's scoring goals, and all of a sudden he's got this big transfer. If he can keep that up, and there's no reason to think that he won't, yeah, he could be a massive player for Poland. Just uh, just finishing up now. Um, any names that you think you know potentially in. Poland at Celtic, any guys that Celtic should be looking at, any sort of hidden gems, anyone, any people coming through? There, I mean, there are a lot of uh, young players coming through the under twenties and the under twenty ones. Um, I mean, where do you start? Really, is there is there any particular position really that Celtic are, are looking at? Or we're looking for defensive midfield. We've got Scott Brown, who is uh, you know he's phenomenal, but he's coming to his. Uh, you know, next season or two, you'll be you know hanging up his boots. Is there any sort of defensive ball-winning midfielders that are that we could pick up? I mean, probably uh, the thing we're seeing now: a lot of young Polish players are going abroad earlier. So yeah. the players who I would have looked at, who you would have thought of, uh, players like Christian Bielik, who's one of the 
best sort of defensive midfielders in Poland at the minute, or from Poland. He's he's already abroad. He's playing with Derby County. Uh, he you know he left very early on. Um, there are a couple of good players. Um, Kamil Jusviak's a midfielder, but not really so much of a defensive one uh, at Lech Poznan. Um, I'm just trying to think. Przemysław Płacheta, again, he's more of an attacking midfielder. Um, it's quite difficult to say, really, but there, there is plenty of <laughs> good... i put you on the spot as well, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. There are plenty of good... You only have to look at their under-21 team. Yeah. Uh, there are lots of good young players coming through. The two that I've just mentioned particularly that I... I quite look. I quite enjoy watching. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't even really think off the top of my head of any. So uh, essentially, though, the, the the future is bright for Polish football, and it's the a market is, we should keep future, an eye on. Yeah, definitely. The extra class, like I said, is it's a steadily developing league. Uh, we're seeing a lot more young talents come through and getting their chance in the first team as well. Probably because we're seeing players like Klimala who are going at a very young age. They're moving on, and they're, and they're just replacing them. They're replenishing them, and we're seeing a lot of good young players come through. At Ryan underscore Hubbard on Twitter. So, Ryan, you're actually uh, promoting your book. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, so, my book is called From Partition to Solidarity, and it's a, it's the history of the first 100 years of Polish football, uh, starting from way back in the end of the 19th century, going all the way through a couple of world wars, through Soviet um the communist period and then ending up sort of in the early 90s uh, after the end of communism and how Polish football developed during that time and some of the big uh, big clubs during that time the national teams sort of winning uh, third place in the World Cup a couple of times uh, it's just sort of going over the whole story of Polish football that sounds fantastic where can we get it from I can get it from Amazon. Uh, it's available in paperback and on Kindle as well. Superb stuff. What we'll do is we'll tweet out some links to that um, and uh, make it um, visible on our um, stream as well. Thanks again, man. Thanks very much. No, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Alan Edgar's with us. Hello, Alan. How are you? Good, thank you, Christopher. How are you? Not too bad. You know, you, you mentioned yesterday you did an excellent scouting report on uh, Patrick Klamala. You've watched a lot of them via certain platforms. Um, tell us a little bit about them. Uh, yeah, obviously quite quite excited just that we're, we're getting someone in. Um, I, I think he, he ticks a lot of the boxes in terms of what we as a club really look to do, and that's sign players before the they're at the potential that we think they can reach and um, I think with Klamala I absolutely think that's the case I've watched everything he's done for um, Jagiellonia and also for the Polish under-21s and the um, under-20s um, and he's, he's a really really direct kind of striker um, you know he's six foot tall but he, he doesn't play you know it's not really a striker that plays just with his back to goal he, he likes to you know, drop the ball off, receive it, and always back to go, drop off, and then get himself into the box. But he, he looks to me like he really likes to play in the shoulder. Um, that's where I would say he seems most comfortable. Um, playing down the kind of the channel of, of either centre-half's shoulder, trying to roll them, trying to get, you know, balls in behind. Um, he's very, very quick. Um, I, I would say he's, for, for a big guy, you know, he, he really uses, uses every bit of it. He's really, really quick. Um, and that's where he's got quite a lot of his goals from. Um, 
you know, he's he's, he's had a good goal return. This is his first season um, in the Polish top flight. Um, but he's, he's played he's, he's played most of the season. He started 12. He's come off the bench in five and he's grabbed himself seven goals. But um, I, I think what's exciting about him is he's a different prospect to what we have. Um, and I think that's what people are probably looking for. Um, he's very different to Odds and Edward. Um, and he's very different to, to Lee Griffiths. Um, I would say he's not technically as good as as either of them at the moment. Um, I think that maybe the if anyone's looked at the scouting report from yesterday, maybe the one thing that jumps out is maybe just um, a little bit of composure um, and his decision making needs to improve. But that's in line with what you would probably expect from someone yeah. at the age of twenty one that's playing um, his first season and and you know top flight professional football. Um, he did have a loan spell. Um, you know, further down the leagues last year with a, a side called um, I think it's Vigre Suvalka. I've probably absolutely ignored that um, pronunciation, so I apologise. But and he did really well there um, as well. Again, he became a, a key player in the team, scored a lot of goals, um, and, and that's what you like to see. You know, essentially what you've got as a player who's at every level he's been asked to perform, he has done so, um, and now he's obviously going to be making a huge step up. Um, you know, Jagielonia. Uh, kind of mid-table um, at the moment you know, not not one of the better sides but you can see that he looks like a standout but um, he's become a really important part of that squad and I think it'll take him I don't think he's the kind of player that's uh, I hope it's famous last words and, you know when you are trying to judge a player that is very difficult there's no certainties but I would be surprised if he came in and immediately made the, the jersey his own because obviously he's got odds and Edo have to compete with but looking at his skill set, looking at what he's achieved and what he has done and what his probably potential is, I wouldn't be surprised to be honest if he did come in and was, you know, pushing for game time behind Odson Edward. Um and he could hopefully give real competition up there because we've really struggled with that. Um yeah. so I I think it's good. I really like it. I think it's an exciting signing. You know, it's I think that's what you have to pay to get a talented youngster from um, you know, a, a Polish top flight side um, and it, it looks like we've really done more homework on him so there's loads to work on loads to build on and I think he, he would probably have to develop a bit more physically to handle it as well because even though he's six foot I think he could still be a bit stronger um, but I, I, I do like it and it, it, it's good to see that we're hopefully going to get a player in who can you know, as as the weeks kind of go on, as he trains with us, can maybe contribute this season. Just looking at, um, I have to say, the player scout report that you, you've came up with. This is your this is your baby. This is fantastic. Really, really good. And there'll be a lot more of those uh, coming out um, in the next couple of years as well. Um, just looking at some of the things from. Uh, the scouting report, stuff that jumps out at me as really, really positive would be injury history is clear. Um, positive in-game attitude, encouraging teammates throughout, um, and sustained speed over distance, um, a powerful runner. Um, Christian Wolf compared them a little bit to Jamie Vardy. Would mm-hmm. that, is that a comparison you would uh, agree with? Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's his movement. You know, I, me and Christian have been speaking about him over the weekend, and um, I, I would think that it's his movement because he really likes to work defenders. So even if the ball doesn't come into him, he's always making that kind of that classic Vardy run, you know, where he's he's almost making the run before the pass is gone, and that really worries defenders because if he does beat the offside trap, you're going to struggle to catch him, um, because as I say, he is very strip, very strong, he's a very powerful runner. Um, so I, I would absolutely say that, you know, if 
if he, if, if he was to be anywhere near that level in terms of his finishing, then you know that would be fantastic. Um, but I would say definitely his movement um, is really, really encouraging. And, and that's something that you like to see because finishing, you know, you can work, you can really work on that. You can work on your movement, but if a player's got that that young age, that kind of in-game intelligence, then that, that's a real help um, because then it's just about trying to, you know, making sure that he can execute when he receives it. And that's something that he, he definitely can improve on. But I, I, I do like that comparison. Um, it's, it's a tall order from me reach. Obviously, Jamie Vardy's playing at an incredible level at the moment, but um, his movement, that, that kind of classic run is exactly what, um, Klamalka looks to do, yeah. Um, one kind of uh, something needs to work on decision making, shot selection yes. particularly. Talk me through that. Mm-hmm. Um, what you see with him, he's very direct. Um, so a lot of people have maybe watched him on YouTube um, and they'll have seen maybe um, his goal highlights. And that's obviously, a, it gives you a good indication of what type of player he is. I, I, I've done that for pretty much any player we're linked with. Um, until fairly recently and obviously we get access to Instat which gives us everything um, so we can see absolutely everything he does good, bad you know with the ball without the ball um, and the one thing that I would I would say is that he is very direct when he does get the ball in or around the box it, it he's more often than not looking to shoot uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing um, but what he'll, what he'll find when he comes here is, is that we have the ball in and around the box a lot and it's about how you execute and how you bring others into play and the, you know you make the correct decision um, and, and I fully expect that it's a different proposition playing for us to what it is for Jagiellonia you know, it's very different and that they aren't probably as, they're not as possession based as us so he will have the ball in those areas more often so I would just like to see him you know, play with his head up a little bit more I think he's got a tendency to very much have his head down and try and you know, get a shot away even when it's maybe not the best option so I think he can absolutely improve on that um, I think what it says as well though um, you know that, that, that scouting report that's out there that's kind of that, that's you know in, in terms of English scouting reports that's kind of standard practice that's what you would be looking at in terms of strengths weaknesses it's not you know having a go at the player that's just what that, that's what it is that's what he can work on and um, I think those are definitely things that he could improve upon Um I think as well the physical side of it for a six foot player I think he's going to have a lot of contact with defenders and he already does in a Polish top flight I think he, he'll over time he will develop a bit more physically and maybe add a little bit more strength to it because I think it will help him um, in terms of holding his hold up play which is generally very good but I think it could be better so I think that's another side of it as, as well that he could work on um, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the scouting report goes into a lot of really great detail and it's, you know, you have watched um, all of his movements and stuff uh, through, obviously, you know, Instat and Scout and stuff. Um, but the one that I like as well, um, just to, again, I'm just looking at them as from, you know, a fan's point of view and seeing these great highlights. Aware of defenses, re- defensive responsibilities at first line of press um, mm-hmm. for how we want to play. Um, I think that's very important. Um, and I think that's something that, some players that we have maybe don't understand the, the importance of. Do you think he is essentially going to come in? Um, not he's obviously obviously Edwards our, our, our top top player, but we'll develop him into a player that he comes in and he, he knows his role straight away. He knows how Celtic are going to play. So from that point of view, it might be a, a wee while before he comes in. Yeah, I, I think it, it always it's going to take a lot to um, to dislodge Odds and Edward if you are playing one up front. You know, I think uh, if 
we probably don't have the ability to sign someone who's at the ability of Orson Edward um, at the moment. But I think what we do need is someone that can maybe provide an alternative, an alternative to Orson Edward because we've put a lot on him. Um, and obviously when he's either not been in the team um, or, or not been at his best, um, then I think we don't look the same side. So if we can have someone who can, who can come in, show us that already at playing in the top flight, that he can handle it, that he's able to score, be a, a part of the side, both in defensive and um, attacking positions, then I think that's huge. And I think he would, I think he could do really well in Scotland. I think, I suppose, overall, um, what you're probably trying to do when you look at a player is, is to look at his strengths and weaknesses. You, you, you're not really predicting too much, but ultimately that's, I suppose that's what people want. They want to know, is he good and will he work? I think he could very well do well in Scotland. Um, I, I don't think he's probably got the same ceiling potential as an Odson Edward, but I think that's more that's more a compliment to Odson Edward than it yeah. is, um, you know, a criticism of Klamala. Um but I think it could be really, really effective here. And I think that his skill set is almost quite well suited to Scotland. So I, I, I like it. I think he could do well. I think fans are going to have to be very patient, of course. But I, I think he could do well and I think he could score goals in, in Scotland. And that, that's ultimately what we need because the guys that were brought in to replace um, you know, Edward to this point haven't made it their own for a number of reasons. Um, and I think I think Clamalla could very well become a real alternative if it's required fantastic stuff alan um we'll get you on uh, again at some point on the agenda but um in terms of 90 minutes cynic duties uh, we'll see you on uh, wednesday for the transfer committee yep i wait to do my homework for that hopefully there's a couple of boys standing holding celtic tops this week um i love nothing more than to see that me too 